Take your Bibles, please, and turn to the book of Galatians, chapter 4. <clears throat> while, I, while you're turning, let me ask you a few questions. Uh, how many of you like to wait? Phil didn't know what I was preaching on. He, I guess he knew the title of it. <clears throat> but he certainly didn't know the points in the, of my message and... and uh, but boy, I you could have preached this message this morning. Uh, that prayer that you prayed was right along, so I thank you very much. How many of you like to wait? How many of you don't like to wait? Yeah, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> what about waiting rooms? No? Probably, probably the waiting that I dislike the most is in a doctor's waiting room. I had to go to the doctor uh, about a month and a half ago, and I had an appointment time, and I was there probably 20 minutes before the appointment time, and uh, because, you know, they want you to fill out papers and all that kind of stuff. And so the, my appointment time came, and I just sat there. I'd finished filling out all the papers, and about an hour and 15 minutes after my appointment time, a nurse came in, came out, and uh, she took me back to this little room, and uh, she uh, took my blood pressure. And I got to tell you, it was starting to rise just a little bit, and uh, because uh, I don't do well waiting in doctors' waiting rooms. And uh, she took my blood pressure, and uh, she... Uh, said that uh, I'll be back in about 15 minutes, or I'll be back in about a minute, she said. It was about 15 minutes later that she came back. And then she started asking me a bunch of questions about why I was in to see the doctor and that kind of thing. And uh, uh, she was asking me questions. She was very sweet, very nice young lady, but uh, she was asking me things that I didn't feel comfortable answering. And I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of a situation or not, but I just, I was very uncomfortable, and she could tell I was. And she says, don't worry, I'm a, I'm a nurse. I've heard everything. You don't have to worry about anything. And, uh, but I was still feeling uncomfortable. And uh, so after a while, she said, okay, I, I'll go, and uh, that's all I need to know. The doctor will be in in about a minute. And about 15 minutes later, the doctor came back in. <clears throat> I was glad that he didn't want to take my blood pressure again because I was really starting to get upset. And I asked him, I said, I said, do you guys realize that our time is as important to us as your time is as important to you? And uh, I, I don't know if I kind of set him back, but he apologized and all that kind of stuff. Came up with all kinds of reasons why he couldn't be there in time. But, uh, but I just don't like... I don't like to wait, and uh, I know a lot of people that are like that, but in life, we do a lot of waiting, don't we? There's a lot of wait. Sometimes it's in doctor's offices. Sometimes it's in the hospitals. Uh, my, when Caitlin went to the hospital a few weeks ago, they had to sit there, and they, they didn't have a room in the emergency room, so they set them out in the aisle, and they just waited. I don't know how long. I was glad I was not with them that night. It took... It took place on a Wednesday night, and I had to come to church, church so I, I didn't have to go through that. But in life, we do a lot of waiting. 
And a lot of times it's in doctor's offices or hospitals or sometimes we wait on things to happen in our lives. Sometimes a lot of people are waiting for uh, the right job to come along or waiting to get out of high school. I, I can remember Caitlin waiting. Uh, November 23rd was her birthday, and she turned 15 so she could get her uh, driving permit, and she was anxious for about three months before November 23rd came because she couldn't wait to get her driver's license or driver's permit and 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 then of course she did she finally got it on that Monday and on Wednesday she broke her ankle so she can't drive anyway so uh uh but but she's having to wait until she gets that thing off of her foot for probably another two three or four weeks and and uh, she won't be able to drive until then but she's having to learn how to wait sometimes people wait to graduate from high school or to college they have to wait to to, I, I know some, uh, some people that are waiting to see if they get a date for the prom or they're waiting to uh, get married or waiting to have a family and there's just a whole lot of waiting going on, waiting to get that great job. Sometimes, sometimes we wait to hear from God. Amen, have you ever done that? You ever prayed and you just waited and you asked for God to do something and you waited and you waited? Sometimes we ask for healing. Sometimes we ask for some kind of guidance. Sometimes we ask for some kind of hope that would get us through a certain circumstance. And, and it seems like we have to wait and we wait and we wait and we wait. And I want to share with you this morning that understanding God's timing can sometimes be tough. The Bible says that God's thoughts are different, are higher than ours. His ways are higher than ours. And sometimes God's not on the same uh, timetable that we're on. Did you know, and I was reading an article about this just the other day, that God is the great I Am. Amen? Y'all know that. He revealed Himself. He told Moses, when Moses asked Him His name, he says, I am, I am the great I am. And, uh, and uh, what that means is, is that everything, God is present all the time. He is always in the present. And what that means is, though we have, we live our lives through minutes and days and months and years, and we gauge time, but did you know with God... It's, he's in the present all of the time. There was, there was never a yesterday for God. There's never a tomorrow for God. God is always, he, he, He's in the presence. And, and it's hard for us to even explain it. It's hard for us to grasp it because we have finite minds. And God is infinite. He's beyond that. And, but He always is. The Bible doesn't say, God didn't say, I was the great yesterday or I will be the great tomorrow. What he says is, I am the great I am. I am right now. Everything. Did you know that what you do 20 years from now, God's right there right now. He sees that right now. What you did 10 years ago, he sees that. Right now, 
God is always in the present. He sees everything at all. The, that's the reason the Bible says that a day can be like a thousand years when you're talking to God because God doesn't live on the same time frame that we do. And so sometimes understanding God's timing is difficult. Let me give you an example. Isaiah wrote, we just went through uh, Christmas. Last uh, Monday was Christmas. Isaiah wrote and prophesied that the baby was going to be born and that he was going to be born in uh, Bethlehem and that he was going to be the uh, king and the government would rest on his shoulder. He was talking about Jesus. Now, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Isaiah made that prophecy 700 years before Jesus was born. And for 700 years, the Israelites waited for God to send the Messiah. Sometimes we don't understand God's timing, and sometimes we have to deal with that. Let me, let me share with you uh, a verse in Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4 says this, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Notice the only thing that I want you to draw your attention to in that verse. It says, when the fullness of time had come. I looked at several different uh, translations. And one of the other translations that I heard, it says, at the perfect time. See, God doesn't work on our timetable. He works on his timetable. And at the very perfect time, even though it was 700 years after the fact that Isaiah had prophesied the coming of Jesus Christ our Lord, it was 700 years after that. But God says that it was the perfect time. When the fullness of time had come, Jesus was born. God hadn't forgotten about the Israelites. He hadn't forgotten about that promise that he had given to Isaiah so many years before. He was waiting and he was waiting for the perfect time for Jesus to be born. Now, listen to me. He hadn't forgotten about the Israelites. And let me tell you this. He hasn't forgotten about you either. Because sometimes, sometimes we pray and we ask God to do something and He doesn't necessarily do it right when we ask Him to do it. And sometimes we wonder, has God forgotten about me? Has God forgotten? And, and we pray again and we pray again and we pray again and we, then we begin to wonder, has, is God even listening to, to me? Well, I'm here to tell you today that God is always on time. And His timing is always perfect. He hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about your petitions. He hasn't forgotten about your hopes. He hasn't forgotten about your needs. God's delays are not always denials. There's a big difference between no and not yet. 
when God is giving you a not yet, when he's saying that we need to work other things out before I can do what you're asking me to do. We need to understand that we have to, it's important to us to learn how to wait well. Because if our waiting is not done well, the waiting room of life could be very painful. There are opportunities while we're in that waiting room, when we're waiting for God to do something, when we ask God to do it and He hasn't done it yet and we're in that waiting room waiting for Him, there can be a lot of temptations that would cause us to not believe or to do something that we shouldn't be doing. There are times when we are waiting and waiting and waiting for God and we just want to give up. And I'm saying to you this morning, that God wants us to understand. He wants us to learn how to wait well because He's got a perfect timing system and He will bring about what you need when you need it the most. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to share with you this morning four lessons, I believe, from God's Word, four promises, four teachings that uh, will help us, that will be beneficial to us when we are waiting on God. Because sometimes we need to do that. Amen? And I want to share with you some things that will help you when you are waiting on God. And the first one, the first point is this. If uh, you are waiting on God, fear not. Fear not and trust Him. Fear not and trust God. When things don't happen on our timetable, we don't need to get afraid. We don't need to begin to fear whether or not God is who He says He is or whether or not we can trust Him. The opposite of fear is faith. Now some people seem to think that the opposite of fear is courage. But if you interview people who have done very courageous things, if you ask them, were you afraid in that? Or did you ever experience fear during that time? Almost every time they'll say, yes, yes, we, we experienced fear, but we stood up and we did it anyway. See, that's what courage is. It's not that courage is not the absence of fear. It is being able to stand up and act in the face of fear. But I'm saying to you this morning that if you can muster up the faith, if you can exercise the faith that God has given you, and by the way, by the way, if you need more faith, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So if you want to grow in your faith, if you feel like you need to have more faith, you need to get into this book. You need to... You need to you need to get into this book and start finding out some of the things that God has to say because that's what will increase your faith. And uh, God's saying, God's saying, you can trust me. I'll never leave you or forsake you. You can know 
that I will be there for you. And uh, this passage, this phrase, fear not, of course, you've heard this before, is written in the Bible 365 times. And some people say that's one for every day. God wants you to be aware that you need not be afraid that he's going to be there. Trust his timing. So the first lesson, if we're going to learn how to wait well, the first lesson is to fear not and to trust God. In Psalms 31 verses 14 and 15, it says, But as for me, I trust you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from those who persecute me. He says, my times, this is the psalmist, this is David praying, and he's saying, my times are in your hands. In other words, your plans, your uh, desires, your hopes are in God's hands, and you can trust Him. So fear not and trust God. The second point is this. Not only fear not and trust God, but fret not and be patient. Fret not and be patient. Fret is an old English word, and it means worry. So he's saying worry not and be patient. In the book of Psalms, again, in 37 and verses 7 and 8, it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. He's saying, do not fret. Fret, Fretting only causes uh, harm. It causes, we need to understand that uh, God has plans for our lives and those plans are for good and for prosperity and God wants to bring you up in this world. He doesn't want to push you down. God wants to lift us up. The devil wants to push us down and he's saying to fret not that we can trust him, that we can understand that he is working in our lives. Uh, I got, you've got to understand here this morning that I'm not speaking as one who uh, has arrived in that because I've already confessed to you. I have, this is where I have trouble more than anything else. And I ask you to, to pray for me and help me. I pray to God all the time for the Lord to uh, teach me patience. And I know, I know the old saying, don't teach you know, don't pray for patience because if you do, God's going to bring tribulations your way. I understand that. But folks, listen to me. I need patience in my life. You can ask my wife or ask Caitlin. I need patience in my life. Sometimes I just it's difficult for me to wait on things, but I have to understand that, that, uh, that uh, what the psalmist is saying there and it's one of the biggest reasons uh, fretting, worrying is one of the biggest reasons 
we get stressed or we get irritated or we begin to focus on others. We, we, <clears throat> excuse me. As I was sitting in that waiting room, the few, a uh, couple of, well, month and a half ago now, but when I was sitting in that waiting room, it just kind of bugged me every time somebody else got called, called to go in to see the, to see the doctor. And some of them who came after me went in before me. You ever, has that ever happened to you? I see some of you shaking your head. Or, or, or oh, this is, this is even better. This is even better. Go to, uh, what's the name of that restaurant that I always forget the name of it to? Saltgrass. Go to Saltgrass on a busy time, and there are 400 people sitting out there waiting to go in. And you give them your name, and they'll say 20 minutes. And you sit down and you wait the 20 minutes, and then you wait another 20 minutes, and you see all kinds of people coming in after you and going in and sitting down. Because you have a party of six, and they have a party of two, or a party of four, and they go, get to go in and sit down and begin their meal. Couldn't they just put two of those tables together and, and, let, us, uh, and let the six of us go in? I... I Anybody else need to confess anything? <laughs> I pray. I pray that God would give me patience. <clears throat> Waiting patiently on God. Now, I'm not talking about sitting at a table right now or getting in the, being in a doctor's waiting room. But I'm talking about when you've gone to the Lord and... Uh, Asked him for something in your life, for guidance, for direction, for uh, healing, for hope. When you, when you go to God, we need to sometimes learn how to wait patiently. See, waiting patiently on God really is a statement of faith. See, what you're saying is, God, I trust you, and I'm waiting on your perfect timing, I realize that you haven't forgotten me, that you haven't left me, you haven't deserted me. I know that you're there, and I know that you have my best in store for me, and I need to learn how to wait on God. Amen? Have you ever been that way where you just need to, you need to learn how to wait on God? Fear not, trust God. Fret not, be patient with God, forget not, study the promises that God has given us in his word. Did you know that there are over 6,000 promises in the word of God that are directed toward you and toward me? God has given us 6,000 or over 6,000 promises in his word to remember them when we are in the waiting rooms of life. It's hard to remember promises. We don't even know we have. Amen. You know, you know the reason a lot of people don't experience the promises that God has given them is because they don't know that God has given them. They've not been in this book. They've not studied this book. They, have, they, don't, they don't know the promises. It's hard 
to receive a promise or to believe in a promise that you don't even know that you have. And uh, what I'm saying here today is that God's given you all kinds of promises that will help you when you're in the waiting rooms of life and you're asking God to do something. Remember, remember, remember what the Bible said. I mean, most of you are familiar with this. It was a command that was written in the book of James. It says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. You remember that verse? Most of you remember, but not too many people. I would say most of you knew the verse about uh, uh, be uh, doers of the word and not hearers only. But I wonder if you know the promise that went along with that. Did you know that whenever God gives you a command, He also gives you a promise to help you keep that command? God never orders us to do something that He doesn't give us the ability to do. When God gives us a command, He also gives us a promise. The promise that goes with that command is found in the book of James chapter 1 and verse 25. He says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. See, when you study God's Word and you do what God's Word says, God not only blesses part of your life, but He blesses all of your life. He blesses you in every area of your life. And that means no matter what's on the other side of that waiting room, God is going to bless you in that. And He's going to be able, He's going to give you the ability to go through whatever's on the other side of that waiting room. And uh, what He's saying is get into this book, read this word, and don't be a reader only or a hearer only, but be a doer of the word of God. And there'll be no reason to fear. There'll be no reason to fret. There'll be no, you will not be able to forget. And the last thing, and I'll be finished, is to faint not. Don't give up. God also urges us to not give up when we are waiting. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, It says, and let us not grow weary while doing good uh, uh, for him in due season. For in due season we shall reap if uh, we do not lose heart. I memorize, the way I memorized that verse was weary not in well doing for in due season God will bless you if you faint not. For you will reap in due season if you faint not. If you faint not. So what I'm saying here today is don't get weary in well-doing because you're expecting God to bless in a certain area. If you're expecting God to do something, you've been praying and you've been asking God, you've been pleading with God and you've been faithful to God in certain areas and, and, and boy, you're working and working and working and working and, but God hasn't blessed yet. 
faint not. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Continue. Now, I'm preaching this message this morning because we are about to go into a new year. There have been a lot of things that we've been praying for and working on over the last year. The, uh, one of the, the, the theme of this past year was becoming everything that we could be. And we preached on that, and we've studied on that, and we've prayed about that, and we've been uh, working toward that. If, by any chance, you haven't gotten there yet, and you're saying, well, Pastor, Pastor, I, I've been doing all of these things. I've been doing, I, I, I've done everything that you've suggested. But boy, there's still something missing. I, I, I'm not quite there yet. Weary not in well-doing. Don't faint. Don't, don't get tired. Don't get worn out and say, man, that old man just, he, 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 he doesn't know what he's talking about. Those promises don't come from me. They don't come from me. They come from him. And listen to me. He does know. Amen? He does know. And he says, weary not in well-doing. For in due season you will reap if you faint not. Amen? Let's go forward into 2024 and be about everything that God has already done in our lives and continue, continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for your love and for your mercy. We thank you, God, for the direction and purpose that you give us. I thank you, Lord, for Hebron Baptist Church. I thank you, God, for what you've done in this place over the decades. Oh, God, I just ask you that you continue to move. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Bless us and help us to be a blessing to this community. Help us to reach out. Help us to uh, minister to needs. Help us to find new challenges that we might indeed be everything that we can be in Christ Jesus. You're a good God and a gracious God. We love you. We praise you. We worship you and adore you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray together here this morning. Amen. Amen.